People and purpose are key drivers of performance, but are most often overlooked. The reshaping of our society is demanding a more engaged workforce to achieve on all fronts, yet most organizations often don't know how. They are forced to rethink what they stand for, the stories they tell, and how they are articulating and living on their purpose. I'm your host, Michelle Roberts, and welcome to Purpose First. Learn how top business leaders think, act, and achieve more by turning businesses into movements, by putting people and purpose first. I'm super excited today to welcome Miriam, and let me see if I can get this right, Sharif Zadha. Close. That was good. <laughs> she is uh, founder and CEO of Office Yoga as my guest today. Office Yoga is known for their inclusive and accessible meditation, desk yoga, and office yoga flow classes, both live and on demand. They are ranked number one in support of corporate wellness programs for large organizations, B Corps, and individuals. When she's not out supporting the team's health and wellness programs, she's swimming in the San Francisco Bay, exploring her own well-being as well. She is the first woman and second person to swim around San Francisco 22 miles successfully. Amazing. (laughs) And her time in the water gave her insight into their their Teach One, Feed One program for every class they teach through office yoga. They donate a meal to a child in need. Office Yoga is proud to have donated 10,459 meals to date. Welcome, Miriam. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I'm assuming that you're in the San Francisco area if you're swimming in the bay. (laughs) That's right. I'm in San Francisco, not far from the water. great place to be. So tell us about Office Yoga. Tell us about your story. How did you start it? Why did you start it? I started Office Yoga quite innocently when I was about 25, 26 years old. I was uh, in transition between my work at UC Berkeley and figuring out what I wanted to do next. And I was teaching for one corporate client and I loved them because I saw them regularly on a weekly basis. And it was an intimate group, you know, maybe six, eight people and uh, I just asked if they wanted to keep going and um, and maybe do twice a week and kind of walked up and down the building of the office that I was in and just was really enthusiastic and asked other companies if they wanted office yoga. Um, and at that time, it wasn't very popular. It wasn't a normal thing for companies to have yoga and meditation. And I think over the nine years, 10 years that we've been doing this, it's that's changed, which I'm really grateful for. It's more common now, but as a young 25, 26 year old, just excited. <laughs> I, you know, that was how it started. I, it, was, it was supposed to be temporary until I figured out, you know, a real job and uh, little did I know it would really catch and grow from there. So that's how it all started very organically. And what was your journey through the love and finding the love and passion for both meditation and yoga? 
I have always been into physical exercise. Um, I started teaching swim lessons and lifeguarding when I was young. So that was really, you know, teaching an activity was very natural for me. And I went to grad school for sports management. So I wanted to continue being in the athletic department and in, in act, active careers. Um, and in my time, I worked for Stanford and Cal doing different things in different departments. And uh, it felt more like a glorified office job. I was watching other people <laughs> do activities and supporting them, which is fine, but it wasn't cut out for me. You know, I knew that I wanted to continue being active. So I just kept teaching, you know, teaching cycling and Pilates and different exercise formats. And for me, the difference between something like Zumba or cycling and yoga was that yoga had that mental capacity and that depth to it that made me feel like I could do this forever. You know, and that was what really drew me in. Pilates kind of had its like set. These are the exercises. You can put them, you know, together like this. And after so many years, um, you know, it's just not as a, there's no creative outlet for it. So yoga for me was just very expansive uh, and the work is internal. So you can go and dig deep for the rest of your life and there's, there's no end point. So for me, that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> there's never any end point, just constantly evolving. With that type yeah. Of yeah. That's awesome. So how has putting purpose first been um, a crucial aspect in your business and how, you know, how, how did that sort of evolve in putting that first? Well, I think being purpose first, which I will say that for office yoga and the work I do in general, being really comfortable in your own skin and in your authentic skin is probably my purpose, like self-realization, knowing who you are. That's my own personal purpose. And very easy to say that that is office yoga's, you know, intention as well. Right. So just being purpose first, I think, comes off in relationships. It comes off in the way that you work with people and that will differentiate you between um, another vendor or another company that might be a bit of a competitor. You know, if they're kind of going after the norms or if they're chasing, you know, here it's a lot of uh, we have Silicon Valley rat race, which a lot of people are in just trying to get more and more and more and they don't really know where they're going. Uh, I think just differentiating, knowing who you are as a person and as a founder really helps other people find themselves too because you can you can guide others in that same direction yeah absolutely. so that's it's been very helpful absolutely and um that purpose sort of like you were saying guides the way in which you navigate through who you want to work with what organizations um align with your value and your purpose you mentioned you're a b corp how does that sort of fit into your purpose and aligning with the people you work with oh i love the b corp community i'm a huge fan and i was so glad when i found that found the whole um movement really <laughs> i felt like i was on my own for a long time so b corp for those that don't know what it is it is like a third-party certification that holds companies to the highest standards uh, and in my opinion i think a lot of the yogic values principles like do no harm to the environment to your employees uh, these aspects really play into the b corp community so 
I feel very strongly in like my community contribution, which is part of the teach one, feed one that you mentioned. For every class we teach, we donate a meal to a child in need that has its own personal background and story. But that's my way of contributing. One of the things I put together for being a B Corp. Um, I'm also more conscious about my environmental footprint. You know, I had to put in all of my data, all of the flights I took to see what airlines I was using and their, you know, gas policies and how they treat their employees. Employees. It was. It wasn't just how I was working as a vendor, but people I was also working with um, in relation to that. So it was just a very in-depth experience going through that process. And uh, the people I work with now through B Corp are amazing. Uh, they're very people first, and it, you can feel it when you're connecting with them. So it's been really nice. Absolutely, I'm a huge fan of B Corps and um, working with them, being aligned with them. <laughs> it does more for an organization than there's like than than just putting the setting of your mind out on you know having revenue and getting results. There's this whole other level of elevating humanity, elevating um, communities, you know, based on that. So tell us about the. Uh, feed one um, program. Yeah, yeah. Teach, teach one, feed one. So that, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, the teach one, feed one program started. There's a little bit of a history behind it, but long story short, uh, I lost a really good friend in a pretty traumatic plane crash uh, in 2018, and that whole experience. Uh, it was really hard for me physically. I felt it in my body. It was traumatic just being on the news and not knowing and knowing that something wasn't right, seeing the plane crash on the news, putting together her Instagram story and like matching it to the plane that you see. Oh gosh. Yeah, it was one of those where you just feel like, is this real life? You know, and for it to be... Um, a childhood friend that I knew since the day she was born. She was my neighbor and we were good family friends. And so we grew up together and uh, that was hard to digest. And I felt it emotionally. Of course, I could talk about it all I needed to, but it was still in my physical body. You know, that trauma, I was holding it in my, my yeah. soul, really. Yep. And uh, I decided to swim across Lake Tahoe in her honor because she loved Lake Tahoe and she was also involved with No Kid Hungry. She loved kids. So she would help kids read. She fed kids. You know, in Persian culture, we feed you. <laughs> that is very, very prominent. Your grandma will feed you. That is her way of showing her love. Um, so Nessie very much carried that. And I swam across Lake Tahoe. I raised money for No Kid Hungry. Um, and that was great but it was sort of a one-time thing that I did. And I, I knew I wasn't done. And so shortly after I swam across Tahoe, I actually swam across San Francisco as well. And in that swim, I wanted to keep Nassim's spirit alive ongoing. You know, I knew that this couldn't just be like, a, okay, I did this and right, done. You know, so I decided to get the Teach One, Feed One program. So I continuously give to No Kid Hungry as part of my contribution. And it keeps her in my heart and in my mind, and it keeps her spirit alive. Um, so even though she may not be here physically, there's still an element to her that continues to keep giving. That's beautiful. That's a, that's wonderful. That is so great. Talk about purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's that kind of a spirit. So <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's wonderful. Yeah. So what do you think, um, what do you think it takes to sort of embed this purpose 
in, in the everyday culture um, and people you work with? What do you think it takes? I think it takes some honesty first. You know, it takes some real honesty as a leader, as a founder, as a, an employee or a teammate. Um, it takes some real honesty. You know, the things that you're doing, are they meaningful to you? Why are you doing it? You know, I think just asking why, asking yourself why, and being really honest with that answer will help you embed purpose into your day-to-day, whether it's through work or just through, you know, building relationships, friendships, partnerships. Um, Really knowing and being honest with that why I think is important. You know, I still, not even through work, I feel like I'm really purposeful in work. That's easy for me. But, you know, I'm still swimming a lot and I have some other big swims because I love being in the ocean. And I have these other big swims that I'm now doing and I have to ask myself, why? Like, why am I doing this? You know, <laughs> it's like, why am I spending hours and hours on the weekends training? And, you know, I, I, come up with those answers for myself. It's, it actually scares me. And I, um, I can take the fear, you know, I figure out what it is that I can control about the fear and then the things I can't control. And, you know, I move towards that. And if I can accomplish it, then it's amazing what your body can do when you train, you know, um, intentionally and thoughtfully. So I, I think asking yourself why and being really honest with that is a way to embed purpose into your day to day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you have how many um, team num- team members with Office Yoga? I have right now, since the pandemic, uh, I have one assistant that works with me and I have about three instructors. So we shrunk significantly um, after, you know, the pandemic hit. And before that, I had an assistant and I had about 28 instructors uh, all around the country. So we were in about 12 different states and that was, you know, it was an unfortunate shift, but it honestly worked out better in the long run. And I have a much deeper relationship with the instructors that I do have now than I did with the 28 that we had previous. So I feel better about that. You know, I, I feel so much more connected to them. And you know, they're not even all in California. A lot of them, actually, not only one of them is in California. The other two are, you know, in different states. But I still feel so much more connected to them because it's just more intimate of a setting. So, you know, we're- the, the purpose alive with them is there certain ways that you communicate every day, or how how does it evolve and align with with the business? Yeah, we meet once a week. You know, we meet virtually once a week just to check in, just to say, hey, how are you doing? What's new in your life? What did you do this weekend? Uh, check in with them as a human being first. Uh, and for Office Yoga, we have a different focus every week. So we bring our clients through. This week, we're focused on joy, which is uh, the emotion that correlates with summertime. So just taking a moment to pause and really be in the moment brings joy. So that's the focus for the week. Um, Sometimes it's shoulders. Sometimes it's hamstrings. Sometimes it's an emotional theme. So we'll check in on the, the theme of the week and see how people are thinking about it and how they plan to teach that theme. So that's also really fun. We learn a lot from each other. Oh, that's and that's yeah that's how I stay connected to them that's awesome so you have people that are out there that uh, in um, sort of they're facilitating your program that you developed is that correct mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you work with large corporate 
companies? Who who are these people and how have you kind of helped them? Yeah, yeah. I would say uh, my largest client is probably Twitter at the moment. They're my anchor client and they're large because they have, you know, 6,000-ish people, but they're also global. So dealing with the different time zones and um, really integrating into the micro communities that are within Twitter, that's been uh, really fun. You know, it's um, it's been an experience for me. I really enjoy it because it, it's great to see how they're taking care of their people and everyone has a different vibe or theme. And so getting into the micro communities um, has been really fun for us. Uh, some other clients that we have, uh, we have some B Corps. Uh, we have Hanson Bridget, which is a B Corp, Hiring, which is a B Corp, and a couple others coming on, which has been really great. Um, we have some law firms that are also on board, uh, different law firms that are not B Corps, but still wonderful. Munger Tools and Olsen, they're great. Um, so there's a handful of clients that we have. It's been, it's been really nice. We're bringing Brilio on board, which they're pretty large as well. Yeah, That's so neat. And you're basically teaching them how does that work in their office setting? Like, you know, it's, it's sort of like, doesn't quite feel natural. You're doing yoga in the office or is it, how do you, how does that work? Yeah. I've made a couple formats or created a couple formats that are really employee friendly. <laughs> so desk yoga is my favorite of all of them. It's, you know, it's short, it's about 20 minutes. It's not very long. Uh, and you can use the chair and the desk for support and you can do it in your work clothes. Uh, you don't necessarily have to change by any means and you don't have to even be a yoga practitioner. And if you are a yoga practitioner, it's a really nice way to just weave in a, uh, like a bite size of yoga uh, <laughs> into your day between practices or between other activities. So we meet the, the employees where they're at. We all know they're busy. They're jumping in and out of Zoom meetings. Uh, so we just really address that. And I actually work in our sessions to have them turn, you know, so they're still there, but they just have a little bit of a break from the screen, especially meditation. Your eyes are closed, but you're still taking in the blue light and the, you know, just the, the feel of the computer. So just doing a simple quarter turn makes a big difference. Oh, so interesting. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I would think more than ever, everyone is sitting there at their computers on Zoom all day. They need to move more than ever. And you're helping yeah. them do that. Yeah. Getting them to move just a little bit makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what are some of the ways that you and your team demonstrate your purpose in an easy way, like an easy, understandable way? Do you have like... At every meeting, do you talk about your purpose first? Do you like have it written somewhere on the website? Like, how do you demonstrate that? How do I demonstrate purpose? I think really knowing who you are and really digging in and taking care of oneself so that you could be of best service to your organization and your community. Uh, I think through our weekly check-ins, which I didn't always do, that has been a really, really nice way to stay connected to my team and to say, hey, you know, what did you do this weekend? <laughs> you know, and just talk about stuff that's not work-related. Yeah. Um, I think that that has been a great way to just be with them as humans uh, and know that you are a person behind this. And I'll share, you know, personal stories with them. Um, and I think it just makes me... It takes me off of the like founder pedestal and like as a real human being (laughs) connecting in that way. Um, And it's been wonderful. You know, we've had some 
new creative projects just from from doing this. I know one of my instructors really wants to do more detail workshop style. You know, she's a phenomenal instructor and she wants to do a little bit more than just teaching the classes. And so I actually let her do all of the programming for this month. And joy was her her uh, theme that she picked up because it correlates with summertime and that's where we are. And so she has a different theme for every week that's more or less tied to joy. Um, the heart organ is something that we'll work with soon. And so this, it was really nice to see her come up with the programming. Um, so I think that's our way of, of really weaving in and embedding purpose. And it's felt with our clients too. You know, I know that some of them have stayed on longer because they love how much we check in and how available we are and how real we are with them and care about them as humans, not just, you're just not a contractor, a client, you're the person. <laughs> so, Right. It sounds like mm-hmm. being a human to human versus, you know, um, corporate to client and things like that, that really help, mm-hmm. help both the relationship and this idea of putting purpose first and people first is essentially being mm-hmm. human. And, yeah. and uh, being vulnerable, but mindful with, you know, with your conversations. And it sounds like you do that internally with your team. And it sounds like that, that energy gets then translated to the way that you work with your customers. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely keeping it uh, real and playful, I think is really important too. We sent, we've lost our sense of humor somehow in wellness, but also corporate wellness. You know, it's like this, yeah, this work is hard and it's deep, but it doesn't have to be serious all the time. You know, just like lighten it up a little bit, laughs, it laughs some. So. Yeah, and I get the sense from, you know, looking at some of your, your website and, and your Instagram feed, you know, it's not super serious. The organization is playful and fun um, because like we know the, the work that we would do at, that we do after is going to be deeper and maybe not so fun, but um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, tell me about some of um, the ways that you've seen your, your team impacted or the corporate world impacted by how you put that purpose first? Like, are they, how are you seeing the benefits of what you're doing with them? And are you, because I don't know if you're working with them intimately to see that. Yeah. I just know through my contacts with them, like the regular communication and the regular meets that I have with them, they really appreciate the level of attention that I give. So I know what everyone is doing. I'll ask personal questions. I'll follow up on those personal questions, you know? (laughs) And I think that in and of itself, just like seeing them as a whole human um, allows a deeper relationship and therefore just better work. You know, I've always remember, I would tell teachers, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You know, when they know that you care about them, that's when they're, that's when they're going to actually listen to you. They don't care how deep your knowledge is of an, on anatomy and how much you know about the metatarsals in the foot. Like, they don't care about that. You know, <laughs> like they will when their foot's broken, but short term, like they're not going to buy into any of that unless they know that you are there for them as a human. And so I think, again, just knowing yourself, I love that capacity within myself. I love connecting with people. I love hearing their stories. That's my jam. You know, I'm not going to be on my computer late at night fixing the PDFs and although I will, but I, you know, that's just not like, I don't want to be editing the videos. I want to connect with the human being. 
And I love talking to people. So just knowing myself, knowing what I'm good at helps me put myself in a position where I can help my business and I can help my team. Um, and then I hire out the, the elements that I'm not good at. So I think, you know, it really knowing yourself again, which is our purpose is helps understand and helps other people understand um, maybe where their purpose is and yep. how they can be of, of help in the world. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so tell me about what's next for office yoga. Like what's on the horizon? <laughs> yeah. Uh, office yoga is, um, I'm actually up branding. So that's, what's on the horizon. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I've created an umbrella brand, which is called Zasts. Zen as a service. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm creating an, an umbrella brand for office yoga and it will be one of the services under Zass. So that is what's next. Um, office yoga itself is pretty streamlined. Uh, that will keep evolving and I'll most likely, you know, either pass that off to somebody else to manage and stay involved in some capacity as a founder. But my attention is actually moving up towards Zass, where I'll be able to awful, offer multiple services for our clients. Um, I do know that over the nine, 10 years I've been doing this, that uh, yoga and meditation is very, very necessary, but it's not the only thing. So I'm hoping to be able to, you know, uh, get some strategic partnerships and do a little bit more for our clients under the name Zass, which is playful and fun and funny. <laughs> so uh, that's Zen. I mean, we yeah. all need Zen. Yes. Yeah. We all need Zen. We all need to have a little fun too, you know, get, get a little zassy and, and enjoy the work that you're doing. <laughs> Awesome. Congratulations. That sounds Thank you. very awesome. So what are some of the best resources that you've come into contact with that can help better you, like better you, and then also in development with your purpose? The best resources. You mean in terms of yoga and meditation or just in terms of work? You, um, you as a leader, as a purpose-driven leader, what's helped you? I think resources the, the b corp community has been pretty amazing they are very like-minded in the way that they operate in the way that they interact with people so if i'm ever looking for partnerships which i am for zas i am going to go to the b corp community first i'm going to reach out i have a community of b corp women ceos so we're all founders of our own businesses we're all women and we're all b corp certified I will go to them first in terms of finding partnerships for working with people. Uh, my assistant is a B Corp, you know, from that community. My uh, marketing stra like strategist, uh, <laughs> I hired someone for marketing strategy. They're a B Corp um, in the development of ZAS. They're also B Corp and just working with people in that world um, has been a phenomenal resource. You know, it's just fun. I enjoy working with these people. I enjoy the things that we're doing. And we're all trying to make the corporate world a little bit uh, friendlier, <laughs> a little more mindful, less destructive. Um, so I think that that has been my greatest resource is the B Corp community. That's awesome. Are there any books that come to your mind? Are you uh, um, an audio book person, podcast? I just finished reading Humor Seriously, which is talks about bringing humor into the corporate world. So I'd highly suggest doing that, which is, has given me a lot of incentive and more motivation to make sure that the things I do are fun and playful and just lighthearted in their own way. They're going to have their depth. 
my knowing myself, I'm quite, I have that deep grounded, you know, sense of self. And so just to give a little bit of lightness to that, I think that the bringing in some humor and play is important. And so I just finished reading that. I highly recommend it. I like, um, I do Harvard, uh, business journal. I'm, you know, I subscribe to that and I kind of get updates from that, which has been really nice. Um, just to get a feel for what's going on in the world. Well, COA is another resource that I use. Uh, I don't think there'd be court, but the founder, Sarah Martin is amazing. Uh, and they have a lot of great resources for people in HR and just how to run, you know, a very thoughtful, mindful organization. Um, I think that they do some really good work and put great events together. So I've been tapping into that a little bit as well. That's awesome. And how, what's it like being a woman um, founder in in your in your location? Are you, or do you? Does it not matter so much because you're heavier your hands in other locations around the world? Uh, well, I wouldn't know because I've always been a woman founder, <laughs> so I don't know the other side of that. But I do know. I think being a minority female founder is a little bit trickier. And I think that that's changing. Um, I know that people are starting to pay more attention to that, which is great. But I do know some people that are in the same space or uh, other women who are not minorities. Um, I think it's just easier to hire them. It's easier to say their names. You know, (laughs) it's easier to pronounce their last name and, you know, the awkward interaction. And uh, I think that that in and of itself is, has some subtle, really subtle undertone. But I, again, I'm hoping that that's changing, at least here in San Francisco. People are very uh, mindful about hiring, you know, minority vendors, female founders. That, and that's been quite nice. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's always been my experience to be a female founder and a minority. Um, I just I try not to put too much weight into it. I work hard. I connect with people. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And I, I know, I mean, San Francisco is one of those places that's pretty open-minded and they've always been. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, so resources, we have some great resources from you. Um, how would people, how would people get to know you more and where, where can they go to follow you? Uh, I am pretty active on LinkedIn, so you can find my name at Miriam Sharif Zadeh. You did good. You did really well in the beginning. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and also Instagram. We have an office yoga handle, just office yoga. Uh, and I just got a, a handle for Zass. It's kick Zass. So <laughs> you can follow us there. Uh, I just put that together recently. Um, but LinkedIn and Instagram are, you know, we're pretty active. You can see what we're up to, what our themes are, sort of behind the scenes stuff. Um, it's been pretty fun. That's yeah. awesome. This yeah. is wonderful to speak with you as always. Um, and we will um, definitely share with all your social handles below. Um, and thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you. It was really nice to reconnect and, and happy to kind of see you again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great. Thank you.